Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks. Welcome back to the show. We have baseball trade deadline news to catch up on this Tuesday night. So let's just get right down to it. I'll go through the various divisions, but let's just start off with the division that made the most uh, news. And that is the NL West because guess what? Juan Soto actually got traded and You know, the bottom line is the best player to pretty much ever get traded at the trade deadline, given he's an MVP caliber player uh, of this of this stage, like at the deadline. Realistically, you know, yeah, you can make a case. And again, at the time, it wasn't. I mean, I'm trying to think like of notable trade lines, like how many are pretty much locked in the prime of their careers as Juan Soto is. I'm really struggling to come up with a comparable uh, comparison just because you don't move guys like Juan Soto at the trade deadline. But the Washington Nationals are, you know, so poorly managed. And we talked about this for years. The fact that they committed, Mike Rizzo committed to, Strasburg, when it didn't make any sense, he wasn't the integral part about why they won the championship. They put in the money on Scherzer, and ownership wasn't looking to pay for positional players, so that's why you lost Trey Turner. That's why Bryce Harper had to go, uh, ended up leaving before they won, even won the World Series. And, you know, you would have thought they would have had the money to pay Juan Soto, but Juan Soto turned down the 15-year, $440 million extension offer from the Nationals. Which, honestly, based off of the per-year value, he can actually do better. There's a real chance Juan Soto can get over $400 million over 11 to 12 years. There's a, there's a very real chance of that. Maybe 10, depending on the team. There are multiple teams interested in Juan Soto. The Padres, the reason why they traded for Juan Soto is because they're GM AJ Preller is going to get fired if they don't at least make the World Series. They may actually have to win the World Series for him not to get fired. But in terms of the trade itself, why would you be worried about giving up the farm system knowing that you're probably going to get fired uh, at the end of the season anyway? You don't care about the farm system. So you got a desperate GM needing to make a big move. You got a team that is paying well into the luxury tax as is between the Machado contract and you had the Hosmer contract that they were trying to get rid of. I mean, the Padres are up there in the luxury tax. So you make this move for Soto. Who knows if they can actually get him signed, but Juan Soto is 23 years old. He's still technically under team control with the Padres through 2024 and the Padres made the move. They gave up their pretty much their entire farm system. But here's the trade. Juan Soto and Josh Bell. The Padres insisted on Josh Bell being included. I don't think Josh Bell's that much of a marginal improvement over Luke Voigt. But hey, to each their own. 
Juan Soto and Josh Bell for uh, outfielder Robert Hassel III, top prospect James Wood, high prospect C.J. Abrams, pretty good prospect that was already playing in the majors at short for the Padres. Mackenzie Gore, former first-round uh, overall number one pick. Uh, Susana, uh, uh, top uh, top pick as well. And Voight. I mean, basically, they got four overall number one, uh, like either they were all former number one overall picks or top three picks. But it's like they at least had two of them because I know Gore was definitely a uh, a, o- a overall number one pick. But that's that's the deal. The Padres know they are pretty much locked in to try to win it all. And as I said, you got a desperate GM. Desperate men do desperate things. So he traded the entire farm system because the Padres are not nearly as deep as other teams that could have made this trade. And the Yankees did not make this trade. Now... Yankee fans are going to be upset at this trade because they didn't get uh, Juan Soto and they know they have just as good as prospects as the Padres. I'll get to the Yankees eventually. Don't worry about that. So when you factor in everything that the Padres did, because they also got Josh Hader from the Brewers and Taylor uh, and also picked up. Uh. Yeah, they, they also picked up, uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, they they uh, they, they traded uh, uh, Denelson Lamette. Who else, man? They, there were a lot of trades. But, um, yeah, so, like, the big, the biggest uh, corner piece, obviously, was the Soto trade. But, like, Hayter should short the bullpen. But, like, at the end of the day, the biggest thing is the fact that with Fernando Tatis Jr. recovering from his wrist injury that's put him on the IL the entire season thus far. Come playoff time, if everything holds, you're going to have middle of the order, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Juan Soto in the middle of that order. And, again, with Soto's age being 23, the only guys who have had a higher OPS... Then Juan Soto, 160. The only three guys that are age 23. Here are the five guys. Uh, actually, four guys. Ooh, got that wrong. Uh, yeah, so this was the crazy part. Albert Pujols, 165. Mike Trout, before he became an injured weatherman, 169. Ty Cobb and Ted Williams. Age 23 with at least 2,000 plate appearances. Four guys. That's how good he's been. You know, like he, he's been the best hitter in baseball the last few years. It's just, that's just the long and short of it. He's the biggest reason why the Nationals won the World Series. Like the fact that the Nationals did not secure him and prioritize Strasburg. It's still going to go down as one of the dumbest decisions in Major League Baseball history. But we're not here to talk about the Nationals. Oh, that's what it was. Brandon Drury. Jeez, I, like, I knew I was forgetting somebody uh, that the Padres picked up. The, they picked up Brandon Drury from the Reds. Uh, who will also shore up that. Like basically, between Bell, Drury, and Soto... You factor that in with uh, Machado uh, and Tatis. That lineup, that could outslug the Braves. It's one of the few lineups I I could actually say, on paper, when healthy, yeah, I would take that lineup over the Braves. As crazy as that sounds, when I look at the Braves being the most complete hitting team in baseball, outside of the Dodgers... The Braves right there. And now the Padres might be better than both of them. So, again, Padres, the big winners of the trade deadline. Who Like, uh, if we cover the rest of the NL West, the Giants were sellers. I mean, 
the Giants really didn't do much outside of, you know, I mean, it. they got back J.D. Davis. It's like, it's like J.D. Davis was basically the biggest thing that they did. Uh, it's really not much to say a lot of uh, moves the uh, Giants made, but yeah, uh, San Fran, they were pretty much sellers, so uh, that was weak. The Diamondbacks are a non-factor. Uh, you know, they tr- they sold players. The Rockies are a, like a colossal dumpster fire of an organization. The Rockies did not make a single move at the trade deadline for a team that absolutely sucks. Overpaid <laughs> like <laughs> like no one will ever understand how how the Rockies, the Rockies were signing Chris Bryant as a free agent to a seven-year, $182 million deal. No one understands the trade. I mean, the signing. No one. No one. I don't even think Chris Bryant's agent, Scott Boris, like, believed the e, he was able to get the Rockies to do that deal. Might be Scott Boris's greatest work. To replace Nolan Arenado, they signed Chris Bryant to be on the hot corner. The Rockies' worst run team in baseball, which is saying something because there are a lot of poorly run teams in Major League Baseball. But, yeah, the Rockies didn't do anything. And that leaves us with the Dodgers in the NL West. Dodgers were pretty quiet. They were in the Juan Soto sweepstakes, but they had a sell for Joey Gallo. And you guys know me. I told you Joey Gallo was going to fail in New York. Joey Gallo is a four-outcome player. Home run, strikeout looking, strikeout uh, swinging, and maybe a walk or two. That's about it. Like, he doesn't do anything else. Now, as a positional bat, platooning, can Joey Gallo be of some use to the Dodgers? Yeah. But... The Joey Gallo, who was shrinking under the limelight and having lots of focus being on him, who basically became, in terms of the outcomes, strikeout, 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 maybe a dong, probably not, walk, walk, strikeout, 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 strikeout. That's who he was. Like, he really could not deal with the pressure. And going to another major market, I don't know. I don't know Joey Gallo is ready to deal with playoff baseball. And that's what the Dodgers kind of brought him in for. He's not that much better of a... I don't think he's that much better of a platoon option than what they were already using between Trace Thompson and Jake Lamb. Uh, You know... I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it works. They didn't get. They didn't give up much to the Yankees to get him. It, it's just a matter of how much lift can he actually provide the Dodgers. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe the reset from New York. Like that's a lot of ifs. Like people are banking on a lot of ifs for Joey Gallo to be of any use to the Dodgers. I think this is one of those where they didn't pay a lot, but I'm not sure they got a lot either. And considering the Padres got significantly better, Dodgers might regret this window that they didn't try to be a little bit more aggressive in terms of bats that they could have uh, tried to acquire. I mean, Trey Mancini was available. It's not like there were guys available that I think would have been more used to the Dodgers. They just didn't give up a lot in terms of uh, bring Gallo in uh, from the Yankees. So since we're in the NL, let's talk about the Central. Realistically, the Brewers sold. They sold Josh Hader. I mean, realistically, they didn't bring in any bats. They did pick up the uh, Nelson uh, Lamette in that Hader trade. I don't really think they. Got much of anything, to be honest. Uh, you know, it Taylor, uh, 
Taylor Rogers uh, also came over from the Padres, but Taylor Rogers is not a better uh, relief option than what the Brewers already had. So it, it looks as though, uh, you know, they're just going to have uh, Rogers uh, probably is going to be number two and just have Devin Williams be the closer. You know, it, it, it seems as though the Brewers are treading water. And, you know, they're not going to win anything. I guess they're happy with maybe competing for a wild card spot, but that's about it. They they don't actually have any teeth to what they did. Uh, The Cardinals, they picked up uh, Jose Quintana uh, from the Pirates. And pretty much that was it. Uh, You know, the Cardinals were trying to get Juan Soto. I will give them that. But the Cardinals did not have the prospects that the Padres did. And the Cardinals somehow convinced Brian Cashman to trade uh, Jordan Montgomery for an injured Harrison Bader. I mean, Harrison Bader is a former gold glove center fielder. So it's not like Harrison Bader doesn't have value for the Yankees, but he's been injured. I don't know how healthy Bader is, and it's not like the Yankees have a ton of depth that they can get away with having multiple injured outfielders. The Bader trade does kind of have me questioning, okay, so Tim LaCastro probably isn't working out. They traded Gallo. They don't really trust uh, Stanton to stay healthy playing the outfield, and with judges back acting up, the Yankees want to have as many bodies in the outfield not named Aaron Hicks to deal with the stretch run that what the Harrison Bader trade means to me the fact that they were willing to give up Montgomery because Montgomery is a qualified number four starter and in the NL he could be a number three I don't think he's necessarily number two I think if he's your number two you probably have a very crappy baseball team but He's solid enough that he can get you wins and be productive as a left-handed pitcher. I definitely value Montgomery more than Harrison Bader. But, you know, it is what it is. Then we've got the Cubs. Holy crap. How do the Cubs not move Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ? They couldn't move either guy. I mean, they're Contreras. They don't want to. They don't want to sign him. They don't want to sign Hap either. Uh, I don't know what the Cubs are doing because they traded uh, a solid reliever uh, in Scott Efrost to the Yankees. Didn't give up a ton. You know, they traded David Robertson to the Phillies. You know. They traded Michael Givens to the Mets. Like, they were selling, but they sold all the, the non-valuable pieces. Like, the guys that were going to give them the top prospects, they didn't get it done. So, you know, I mean, at least the Pirates, like, signed Jose Quintana for, like, bare minimum uh, as a starting pitcher and got prospects for him. The Cubs... You know, they got guys getting paid like Ian Happ. Made an all-star team, couldn't move them. For whatever reason, they were probably asking for too much, but I don't know. It's like, these guys aren't doing anything for you. Like, the Reds, at least, you know, the, the Reds, I hate the, what the Reds did because they basically did a fire sale on a good baseball team, burned it to the ground, for nothing because they like they didn't want to pay for a 90 million dollar payroll like it's it's basically insulting what the reds did but if you're gonna burn to the ground at least get a haul of prospects for the remaining players on your roster when it comes trade deadline time so luis castillo gets moved drury gets moved and you know tommy fan Got moved. They cleared even more salary. You know, 
the Reds are pulling the uh, Florida Marlins move here and just loading up our prospects. It's terrible to actually be a fan of the Reds, but, you know, from a prospect and uh, resource management standpoint, the Reds actually navigated the uh, trade deadline better than most teams. Well, you know, that's basically it in terms of uh, the Central. When we come to the East, the story is about the Nationals. The Nationals get an F. And yes, I know they got a bunch of top prospects. But the reason why this this is an F is the fact that you traded the best young player in baseball for a bunch of prospects because you made a number of colossally bad decisions and alienated him to the extent that he didn't want to stay there. Listen, they made the best of a bad situation of their own volition. I don't know. Like, people want to give the Nationals a good grade for getting a bunch of prospects. They basically... <laughs> they basically <laughs> used a fire extinguisher on the fire that they created on their own. I, like, I can't give you a good grade for burning down your own house. Like, yeah, you, you, great use of the fire extinguisher. Great. You, you, you're the guy who set fire. Mike Rizzo set fire to his own organization in the first place. Uh, you know, with bad contracts. You won a World Series and ran it down in the worst way possible. At least the Cubs were just cheapskates that let everyone walk. The Nationals just paid all the wrong people instead when they won the World Series. Like, the Cubs were, uh, uh, the, the uh, Ricketts family were just cheapskates who just pocketed all the cash. The Lerner family paid a bunch of uh, the wrong guys and still made some money, but not nearly as much money as they could have made. Like, they just mismanaged a bunch of, uh, bunch of uh, items. But, hey, you know. I know people are excited about James Wood. They think he could be the next Jordan Alvarez. Uh, good luck. It's like maybe he develops it, but it's like you already had a guy who was better than Jordan Alvarez. And as good as, as Jordan Alvarez is, Soto's better. He is better. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I can't be any clearer than that. It, it's... It's pretty abysmal what the Nationals did. Now, you got the Marlins who aren't competing. They did pretty much nothing. They they moved some prospects to the Blue Jays. They really didn't do much. The Phillies traded for Noah Syndergaard because the Angels are a mess. You know, they got David Robertson because the Cubs were selling. The Phillies, yeah, they got some guys, but... Is it really going to make a difference? I don't think so. I think the Phillies are kind of where they are. They have they have a shot at getting the wild card, but do I think Syndergaard is going to give them a significant bump? He he wasn't doing that hot uh, with the Angels to give me that much of a sense of feel good. This, if if you will, uh, if I'm. Uh, a Phillies fan, I, I just don't see that much of a lift in a very offensive-friendly ballpark. I don't know. I, like, maybe maybe it's enough. Uh, I I just have my doubts. It's not like they gave up a ton. It's, it's just, you know, I, I just think they're just kind of meandering. Now, the Mets... Here's the problem. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, Jacob DeGrom wants to leave. Like, <laughs> You know, Jacob DeGrom is injured and still seems like he wants to opt out. You know, yeah, people are like, yeah, Jacob DeGrom's coming back. So it's like getting a guy from uh, and making a trade by bringing him back. But you got a guy who Seems to be checked out. Like, uh, you know, the Jacob DeGrom situation is very curious to me because DeGrom wants to be paid more, yet doesn't seem to want to be putting in anything remotely close to 100% effort this year to secure the bag. I I don't know. Like, do you really want to? Here's my thing for Mets fans. Do you actually feel confident about Jacob DeGrom in the postseason? Do you think Jacob DeGrom is going to be giving you hard... Like, his playoff pitching is a whole different beast. Like, he is nursing this in the regular season. Like, I I, I don't know like about you, but to me, the Mets, as good as their pitching has held up this year, the Mets probably would have been better off being a team that, like, again... It's not like they really wanted to bring back Noah Syndergaard. But to me, the, the, the Mets are the kind of team that could have used the Jordan Montgomery. I, I I just think it's a it's a big risk relying on Jacob DeGrom wanting, wanting this. Wanting it bad enough to go hard for the stretch run. That that's my holy thing. Is like I know folks wanna wanna have bats. You know, they were questioning the Vogelbach trade uh, because they gave up Holderman. Uh, the the, Net, uh, the Mets also acquired Tyler Naquin from the Reds and, the, and that fire sale. You know, the Mets gave up some prospects. They, they got Darren Ruff from the Giants. Like, they got a bunch of platoon hitters. And Buck will know, Buck Showalter, the, the manager for the Mets, will know how to use those guys. Like, that, that piece I'm not necessarily concerned about. My concern for the Mets is the top end. I, I don't I don't know what exactly you're gonna get. My concern was more on the Scherzer side of things, how he was gonna hold up for the entire year going into the postseason. I did not expect Jacob DeGrom to be such a question mark this year. Future years, maybe, but this year, like DeGrom, he's the guy who I would be very concerned about. As a Met, if I was a Mets fan, like to me, that's the question mark of how far can the Mets actually go this year? Because if Degrom doesn't feel like going hard, I don't know. I I I really question the ceiling for the Mets. Meanwhile, the Braves, defending World Series champions, they they picked up Rysel Iglesias from the Angels, so they strengthened that bullpen. And realistically, that was all that he really didn't do. Uh, like, what what else are you going to do from the Braves' perspective? I already talked about the Braves' lineup. They have, like, they have the hitting. They have young pitching in the starting rotation. They have depth in their starting rotation. The issue was... Maybe they can get a little bit better on the back end, which is what they did. They also grabbed Robbie Grossman from the Tigers to be a platoon player in the outfield in case somebody gets hurt. The roster right now for the Braves might be deeper than the one that they won the World Series with last year. You know, it is what it is. Like, the champs didn't really need to do much. So that kind of does it for the NL. Going over to the AL side, not nearly as much action on the American League side. So I'm just going to sum up the AL West. A whole lot of selling. 
I mean, a whole lot of selling outside of the Mariners. The Mariners traded for Luis Castillo uh, because of the Reds fire sale. I happen to be one of the biggest Luis Castillo haters in the world. Like, I, I, everyone keeps telling me this guy's an ace, and I just look at him like, this guy gets lit up by good offenses. I don't see... I don't consider you an ace if you get lit up by good offenses. If you if you just bully crappy teams, you're a number two. Luis Castillo screams number two to me. Unless Robbie Ray figures it out and gets somewhat close to a number one form, yeah, it's a nice trade for the Mariners. Cause they, did they give up prospects? Yeah. But, you know... I people keep saying he's a top fifteen starter in the league. I think it's bull. I think it's bull that Luis Castillo is a top fifteen. I think he's a number two. But it really kind of de- it really just kind of depends on how much you view uh, Luis Castillo, how great you view the trade. But that was the biggest move. You know, realistically, it's it's just. That is what it is. Like th- there really wasn't that much going on in the AL West. This division sucks. It, like the Angels are a joke, but they were so shallow that uh, as I kept saying, I don't get why people thought the Angels were going to be good. It is Otani, the we- the the superstar formerly known as Mike Trout, now turned amateur weatherman, and. Just a bunch of like, like journeymen and ha- like kind of washed up husbands. Like, you know, the Anthony Rendon contract was turned out to be disastrous. Like, Rendon's career has been completely and utterly derailed. But the Angels have no death. So as soon as anyone got hurt, like that team just went into a complete tailspin. Doesn't matter. Like Joe Maddox couldn't save that team. No manager could save that team. Because of how poorly constructed they are. They are just so shallow. They they don't have pitching. They don't have hitting. Outside of the top. Like, it's just one of the most bizarre things. Because as good as Otani has been. Otani can't win anything with that roster. Even if Otani and Trout together. With that roster. They ain't winning anything. Like, I can't. I, I, I've had enough people yell at me because I hated the Angels. It, like it just it never made any sense. Anyway, but yeah, the Angels moved some guys, but they didn't do that much. Like, they, man, these teams suck. <laughs> like, I, like I can't, I can't stress that enough about the AOS. The Rangers suck. The Angels suck. <laughs> the A's suck. The A's traded Frankie Montas, he of former PED suspension, to the Yankees. So he fits right in with many former Yankees. <laughs> like in terms of the PTs. I mean, I I can't, I can't, I can't. Like people talk about how great of a trade this was for the Yankees that they got Frankie Montas. Uh, he's been fine. You know, he's got a decent fastball on the slider. I don't think he's better than Jordan Montgomery, and he's a right-hander. You know, I think Montgomery's a better pitcher than Frankie Montas. You know, it's just it's like, uh, I don't get, I, I still don't get the trade. I don't get the Montgomery trade because they traded for Montas. Montgomery was expendable. I don't get the Montas trade. They got Lou Trevino, but it's like, you could have gotten Lou Trevino without having to give up the guys that you did. It's it's one of those head scratching moves that Catherine does that you know I, I I think he overcomplicates things but you know the A's didn't move Ramon Laureano I mean these teams are bad like that's why I said the, the, the Seattle was the most notable move the Astros they picked up Trey Mancini whom I thought the Dodgers should have gotten you know is it a nice bat for the Astros, yeah, but the more important bat was getting Christian Vasquez at catcher from the Red Sox. Vasquez is a good defensive catcher, 
and uh, good at pitch framing. Way better bat than Martin Maldonado. You know, I Maldonado was the biggest uh, hole in the Astros lineup. Putting in Vasquez, getting a better bat in there. You, you got Mancini to supplement when you want to give Breeder to Jordan Alvarez. You know, I, I just think it rounds out the Astros uh, lineup. Yeah, are they not as potent in years past uh, because they don't have uh, they don't have the, the, all the names uh, of years past? Yeah. Correa and Springer not being there hurts. Not going to lie. I, I thought that trading uh trading Jose Siri to the uh to the Rays as part of that three team trade for Mancini was a bit of an overpay like again it's not like I I think Mancini is helping them for this playoff run I just don't know if the edges that they got are going to make that much of a difference like I think it really just kind of comes down to you know, does uh, does it kind of uh, does you know do the Astros eke out enough from pitching and hitting to beat the Yankees? They probably do, but I don't think it's because the Astros are that much better than the Yankees. I just think it's more of a functionality of some of the flaws I see with the Yankees themselves. All right, let's talk about the Central again. Ales. The AL side, way more boring. Uh, the Royals and Tigers, I'll su- sum up as this. Royals sold. The Tigers sold. Neither team going to be remotely relevant. The Chicago White Sox, if it wasn't for some of the other teams that I have already described as the worst managed teams in baseball, the White Sox would be up here. How is Tony La Russa still managing this team and not fired yet? You didn't make one meaningful move at the trade deadline, and you still have Tony La Russa as manager when you're underachieving from a pitching and hitting standpoint. What is this team? <laughs> like, the White Sox are actually supposed to be serious contenders. What is this team? <laughs> like, it, it's just like underachieving. Man, it is just, you just watch, like, some of these teams, and it's just like, man, this is just like, you scratch your head. Like, it doesn't make sense how 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 the, the, this is remotely considered acceptable. Like, how are the White Sox treading water at 500 behind the, the um, uh, I almost said Indians, I, you know, the Guardians, uh, whatever, Cleveland, and Minnesota. Like, Minnesota stinks. Like, Cleveland stinks. Like, how are the White Sox behind these teams? How did the White Sox not make a move? I don't understand this. Cleveland's not even trying to improve. They literally sat pat, stand pat, because they don't care. The Twins, yeah, they kind of made some moves, but they, you know, all they did was get a closer from the Orioles. Jorge Lopez has been okay this year. He's put up numbers in, like, low-leverage situations because the Orioles are still pretty bad. You know, I'm not exactly counting on... uh, Jorge Lopez and, and a big game. Like, the Twins should be caught by the White Sox. Someone needs to fire Tony La Russa. Like, someone. Ken Anderson, I know you're not the GM anymore. You're supposed to be the president, which means you got promoted. Do your job. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, the Twins also picked up Tyler Male from the Reds. They also got um, Michael Fulmer from the Tigers. Like, Again, they got four and five. The Twins should be caught. Like, I can't stress this enough. The the Central's a mess in the AL. And the Twins, yeah, they're they're scraping by. They are literally scraping by. Man, the 
The White Sox just ticked me off. <laughs> like, I can't, I, I, I just, I just can't be any clearer than that. Uh, and that brings us to AL East. Boston. Nobody knows what the uh, Red Sox are doing. Vasquez gets traded, but they trade for Tommy Pham. No one understands. They trade for Eric Cosmer. Nobody was looking for Eric Cosmer. <laughs> like, uh, like they they uh, they trade uh, Jake Diekman to the White Sox. Again, not a big loss to the bullpen, but it's like, why? It's like the Red Sox didn't save money. They didn't get prospects. They they didn't move for Dugo. They got JD Martinez still there. Like, are you are you in? Are you out? Are you trying to are you trying to improve? Because you didn't really improve. Like none. Like it, it, it's just like they just moved pieces. It's just like this to make it look like they did something, but they didn't really do anything. <laughs> like. I, I, uh, it's really hard to like justify some of these teams. The O's, we know the O's aren't looking to compete this year, so they just kind of did a couple of things. The Tampa, you know, they are just plugging in the algorithm and seeing how many players can be relevant. So David Peralta makes sense because he can just platoon. The Rays are going to keep platooning until the formula works. The formula hasn't worked that great, but they haven't been terrible either. So they will just keep plugging away at the system and see if it works. The Blue Jays, they are right there, in my opinion, behind the Yankees. Yes, I know they're 10 games back, but, and I keep saying this, the Yankees are on a historic tear offensively because of one man, a man with a bad back, and in a walk year. <laughs> now, if you're Aaron Judge, the Yankees trade for Andrew Benatendi. They said the contract extension talks are done. Juan Soto has been dealt. Juan Soto will likely, the Padres will figure out a way of paying him. You would think, given how much they gave up, it would be almost mind-boggling stupid for the Padres not to extend Juan Soto, given what they gave up. So, if you're Aaron Judge, you are the top free agent coming. You have a $400 million contract from somebody coming. You got a cranky back. Yes, would it be nice to break Roger Maris's record for the Yankees. You could probably do that on your own without going 100%. You're at 40 or 41. I, I'm losing track. Is it worth it to go all out, break the record, and find yourself kind of hobbled in the postseason, not feeling great into the offseason, and you have to get medical issues to take care of yourself in your walk year and have to get worked on. Does that sound like it's a great idea? I'm just saying. Because the fact that the Yankees traded for Harrison Bader and gave up a starting pitcher to get Harrison Bader kind of tells me they realize judges more banged up than they're letting on. And the fact that Stanton, they can't trust Stanton to stay in the field and be healthy. Knowing that Aaron Hicks is always one half inning away from injuring some part of his body. So, that's where we are. The Yankees' offense has outperformed by leaps and bounds compared to everyone else in baseball. It's not even close. The Yankees, I'm going to pull up the numbers. Because the truth of the matter is, if you look at the Yankees' run scored, they are even above the Dodgers. They're well over a 200 run differential. 
They have scored. Oh, they're going to be on track to pass 600 runs scored by the middle of August. It is not sustainable the way the Yankees have played. Considering Josh Donaldson massively has underachieved. You had Stanton playing well above his, so far has been his last three years. Stanton was playing closer to his uh, early Florida Martin uh, Marlin days when he was Mike. That was the production you were getting out of Stanton. Not Giancarlo, you were getting Mike Stanton production. And Glaber, while has been better than last year, still ain't where he was. The Yankees, as much as people want to say, yes, they needed to make a move with Juan Soto, here's the deal. If you trade the entire prospect system, and that means because they would have had to give up pretty much Volpe, Dominguez, and Peraza, all of them would have would have had to go and give up a couple more arms. Because basically... That's what uh, that's what the Padres gave up. They gave up all their top prospects. And yes, would you want to give up a bunch of shortstops to get a center fielder at age 23? Yeah, you probably would, except the Yankees made it clear that not even Aaron Judge was worth $350 million. They didn't want to pay him $350 million. That extension was under $300 million. They did not want to do a 10-plus year deal. So at the end of the day, it's not the prospects. It's the price tag. If they weren't willing to pay in excess of $300 million for Aaron Judge, there's no way imaginable they were going to pay $400-plus million for Juan Soto, the Yankees do not want to pay that much. That's ju- that's just the way Hal Steinbrenner is going to run things. The reason why I still think it's closer to a 70% chance Aaron Judge leaves is because I'm still not sold. Based, based on the season that Judge is having, Judge can make the case that Soto's going to make for 400 uh, uh, plus million in, in, in an extension. I can't see the I cannot see the Yankees paying for it unless the Yankees win the World Series. If they win the World Series, Judge has his money because the the fans would absolutely revolt if we let Judge walk winning the World Series. The sad part is I think Al Steinbrenner is hoping for a playoff run and maybe Judge doesn't play as well in the playoffs. Maybe they win, but they win It's with Judge not playing well, and then he can say, uh, we don't need to pay Judge that much. I think that's what he's kind of hoping for. I think he's kind of hoping for Judge to kind of fail in the postseason because he doesn't want to pay him that much. It's been obvious from the start. So, again, I know people are mad about not trading for Juan Soto, but the reality of the situation is, the Yankees are not under that business model anymore. It, they're just not. It's not going to happen. So, you know, it is what it is. You're just going to have to live with the fact that the Yankees are just going to do minor tweaks. They should have traded for Benintendi last year. Would it have helped them actually win a World Series? Maybe. Maybe. I'm still not sold on... This team, though, with the players that I did not want on the roster, <laughs> like I, I keep waiting for this. We owe Josh Donaldson over fifty million dollars. People, go look up Josh Donaldson's numbers. I'm not even gonna bother because I don't need to give myself even more aggravated, like covering some of these crappy teams to look at Josh Donaldson's numbers again. Just abysmal, but. As I said, this season kind of comes down to can Aaron Judge continue to defy the conventional wisdom and have a walk year 
and be incredibly successful on a personal level and professional level. Most guys only get the personal level when they have the monster year and a walk year. You usually don't get the professional success as well because, again, you don't want to risk injuring yourself going all out in the postseason when you're in a walk year. Again, I can't blame him either. The man earned his money, and they let him go. Now the Yankees are questioning if they could have just gone to 325 and just called it a day. They're going to be paying a lot more than that now. Unless judges will give him a sweetheart deal, and I don't see why, because Soto is off the market now for all intents and purposes. There are going to be a lot of people lining their, uh, lining up to grab Aaron Judge. And yes, the marketing opportunities are always going to be better in New York. But baseball needs faces. Mike Trout ain't going to be Mike Trout anymore. You got Otani stuck on the Angels. They need a major market and a face to it. There are teams that are going to pay for Aaron Judge. I'm just saying. It's not a matter of if, it's when he hits free agency, someone offers a big money deal, and the Yankees probably balk at it. Just saying. Just saying. All right. I'm going to get out of here. It's late, so that's going to do it uh, for the show today. Uh, thanks again for listening. Until next time, I will keep uh, I will keep active on the sports wire. We got Premier League coming up this week as well, so uh, stick around for my preview of that later in the week. But until next time, have a good one, folks, and good night. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.